Welcome to the Newport Hub Business Leaders Podcast, bringing you local business owners, innovators, and leaders, and coming to you from the heart of Newport, Rhode Island, where every day is awesome. Here at Business Leaders, we get up close and personal with local owners and entrepreneurs, and we talk about their stories, their struggles, and their dreams for their Newport business. I'm your host, David Marlowe, and I can't wait to introduce you to our next guest. Hey, Newport. It's the second week of April, and that means, well, it's yellow flower time. It's daffodil time here. Um, always nice when spring comes to Newport. And um, with me today to admire the lovely flowers is fitness coach Anastasia Arnold. Let's just start off with the easy stuff. Like, where do you come from? When did you get to Newport? I uh, So I moved here from Russia, born and raised in Russia. Um, I moved here Fifth, sixteen, almost sixteen years ago. So I consider myself a Newport resident at this point, or a Quinnick Island resident. Yeah, I came back. Um, I did a few summers in Newport as a student back in the day, and then I ended up loving this place, um, having <laughs> a sadness and depression every time I went back. So I'm like, I need to get, I need to get back there. So I ended up coming back here and making a life here. It's been sixteen years now. I think I picked a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great community here. I mean, what's, um, what do you notice about the people here? I mean, what's, what's different about here from, you know, where you've been? I mean, like, um, that community feel, um, I think I grew up in a, you know, in a city and just like here, if you go to New York city, obviously you have your own communities, but it's not like that town, you know, small town, feel that we have here on Aquinnick Island. And um, there are so many layers to it too. So, you know, different groups and different people and everyone interacts and helps each other and you you just fit in, right? I love that. Um, I love it that it's a beach town, that it's a small, the beach community that we have here. That's amazing. So did you, um, 16 years ago, were you, into fitness like you are now did something change what really got you started you know, with your interest in this i was starting out back then um kind of on my own i started working out on my living room floor i found an old school soviet exercise book and followed it to a t and i just liked moving i was uh in high school then and Um, I kind of brought that habit with me. I was never into sports really or anything serious, but when I moved here uh, to Newport, I was super young. I didn't really know anybody. Um, I couldn't go out. I was was 19. I couldn't go, go out. So I went to the gym because it was the one place where I could socialize, where I could move. It felt good. You know, it was a huge stress relief. Um, So I did that and I grew that habit into something professional over time. 
Nice. The um, yeah. So it's pretty much always be with you. You've been with you. You started a business. You mentioned movement. So a lot of time people talk about coaches or fitness and they think about it's all about weights or it's all about aerobics or it's all about running. Um, but I know there's a strong movement toward a strong movement towards movement in the in the industry where it's yeah. more about moving the body, not necessarily in the most stressful ways, but talk a little about that and your, your kind of philosophy of how, um, you know, as opposed to just lift a lot of weights and get strong. Yeah. Uh, I help different clients. Um, certainly have those who just want to lift and get strong and those who want to lose weight and those who simply want to move. Uh, and those clients are usually um, are you instructors or are other health professionals and they know the value of, like you said, movement. So they want to do it more effectively so they can take it and do better at their field. Uh, my philosophy is um, just do it. <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't mine really, uh, but I try to meet people halfway. So when I see what people can do realistically with their schedules, with their ability, with their um, equipment, how far they're willing to travel to meet me, you know, things like that. Um, something we started doing with COVID is home workouts. Um, while I'm essentially a gym coach, um, when quarantine came and I had to think of new you know ways to bring movement to my people so we started doing home workouts body weight workouts so it's really about meeting people halfway see what they can do see what equipment they have and i try to push them in other ways um outside of the gym ah so are you doing any kind of like counseling or motivational stuff or attitude yep, we do motivational stuff yes um um, just this morning, I received a message from one of my clients and she said, well, I love how my legs are looking and everything's great. I'm actually looking forward to training now. I can't wait to move. And that's motivation because I pushed that client. Oh, I babied her and, you know, and, and motivated to go to every workout. And finally, she's at the point where, wow, I can't wait, you know, to move. I can't wait to do something. I'm like, okay, goal accomplished. <laughs> Nice. Well, you helped her build, you helped her build a new habit where suddenly it wasn't, yeah. now it's like the default action is to work out as opposed to sit down and fight it and do all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And habit coaching is a big, big part of it. And a huge part of what I do too. Um, educating people, you know, how to, how to start small, how to pick the first step, how to go to the next step so that they come back happy and with that attitude oh i'm finally moving and i can't wait to get back in there nice the um so you know i'm let's say i'm a typical guy i mean I, i've been a typical guy you know i'm uh, i played sports all my life i joined gyms i can throw weights around um i go in you know i do my three sets of 10 reps but i got this you come along and you watch me and you're just dying to get in there and help me do what in other words why can't i do just read a book and do this on my own like what's gonna oh, come you out are of my dream client <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you are my dream client you know someone who already does it you you um say you know what you do in your three sets of ten why why do you need someone right um to do it better to save time doing it and to get out of the three sets and 10 mentality, there is so much out there that you can do and that you can learn. So if someone like 
um, you uh, asked for, I actually have had that happen to me many times and guys come in like, oh, I just want to lose, you know, 10 pounds. It doesn't seem like a lot, 10, 15 pounds, a wedding's coming up, an event is coming up. Uh, okay, what are you doing so far? And they seem bored in a way they sitting to this girl she's asking them about deadlifts and of course i deadlift of course i lift and throw weights around and, and then i'd put them through like an intro workout of 20 minutes and the guy would go i'm sorry i'm embarrassed to ask but can we please stop for a minute i need to breathe i need to catch my breath as so all of a sudden i'm showing him things to do with the exercises he already knows in a way that's unexpected for him and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, that's what a workout is. That's what it should feel like. Maybe I wasn't pushing myself enough. Maybe I could do more. Maybe I could do it differently. And why do you want to do it differently? To get out of the rut, to not be bored. Uh, maybe you have a new, new uh, goal. Say an event comes up, I want to be more trim. Or maybe I want to set a new record, you know, to motivate yourself mentally. Um, Again, someone like that who is already exercising might be uh, having an injury. Or you come to a point and you're like, okay, my back is hurting, but I feel like I know what I'm doing, but why am I not feeling my best? Sure, sure. And, you know, I... No, I know. I was just going to say, I mean, because I, I know, you know, I, I was in martial arts for a while, and one of the things that, um, as, a, as a teacher, you see people doing things in ways that are just inefficient. They're, they're just, you know, they think they're doing it because they, they, they feel busy, but you're going more, yeah. if you would just move your arms like here, if you would just get these off your body, if you would just put your shoulders down, suddenly it's like a little thing and it changes the whole totally result different. and the whole timing of it. Absolutely. Exactly. It's totally different. And that's what helps um, save time at the gym. And that's what helps. I usually say, you know, I like to promise results in four hours a week, which is not a lot in gym link language. People think they need to be a gym rat to, to achieve any type of result. But that's what you do. You notice little things. You correct little things about how the person is standing, how they lift in the weight, how they... Um, how fast or slow they move it. And boom, it's a totally new experience. It's a totally new result on your body and it shows. Right. And I bet you don't let them stand around and, and, and breathe heavy between every set and go get the drink and go get yeah. the towel and change the weight and fiddle and fiddle and fiddle. Because that's, I, you know, most people in gyms, they spend a lot of time not doing, not working out more than they do working mm -hmm. out. So, yeah, yeah I, I trust me, I know the value of a coach. Um, it, you know, I wish more people did because you see so much wasted effort, especially if you go up to, yeah. you know, Planet Fitness. It's really not. It's, there's more to life than watching TV on a bicycle. You've got to kind of really, uh, you know, have have a strategy. And I think that's probably absolutely. The best. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned, uh, I, you know, you told me something you haven't seen a lot of your clients in a year. I know you've adapted for COVID, but um, how do you, um, you know, when you're not there to physically you know, intimidate them into shape or, you know, when you're right, right there, how do you make it stick? How do you make your training stick so that when they, if they do go to the gym, when you're not there or they go to their home gym or, you know, how are you making that 
making it as if you're kind of there. There's a there's a Anastasia on their shoulder when they're working out going, oh yeah, I know she's not gonna let me get away with this. <laughs> Anastasia on my shoulder. I like that. I usually call myself a personal trainer or fitness coach in your pocket, but I like Anastasia on my shoulder even better. Um, yes, I do make sure to push them. I um, Something I started in COVID is uh, remote training. And um, the one way is having or writing programs for my clients remotely. And they all come in through an app. So one, they check in through the app every time they do a workout or they all get their homework for gym or home so that every time they're on the app i'm here i put in the numbers that i did i put up um i write down the weights that i lifted so that i can see that on my end and i can be like why are you doing the same dumbbell three weeks three weeks in a row let's pick up the weight or say i schedule a cardio session for them and they didn't check in for a cardio session. Hello, where are you? What happened there? Let's go. Um, and it's not always like that to punish them or to push them per se. It helps me understand where the client is and what's going on with their training and life so I can program better. Uh, but more often than not, when a client knows that I can see on my end through an app, which workouts they showed up to, whether they tracked their meals or not, they know someone's watching. So they get that accountability partner factor that pushes them to show up, that yeah, pushes I, them to try, you know, to keep that food diary. <laughs> that's, the, that's when they know I got, I got to go. I got to do it. She's watching. <laughs> She's a big brother. <laughs> I'm going to get yelled at. Um, accountability is so important. Uh, it's, you know, we all think we can, we all overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time. And then oh, yeah. life comes, life happens. We get busy. We get a call. We let the beep on our computer pull us off and suddenly we cut 20 minutes off a workout or we don't go or all that. How often, um, if somebody's working with you remotely, like what's the mix of getting on a camera with them or just sending them a monthly report or calling them or talking or like, like how does that how does that kind of work if, mm -hmm. if you're working with somebody? Uh, it depends on a person. I have some people who require a lot of attention. Um, so that is someone who would message me almost every workout mm. with any issue that they have. And I would get back, you know, right away with a, with a motivation or with a push or answering their question. Um, I ask people to check in at least once a week. Um, if they are kind of independent, some people sort of know what their ways around and they don't need, they're not as intimidated at the gym. They just expect to see a plan. So those are people who check in once a week. Um, again, usually messages, we can Zoom call um, and we talk about what was challenging, what worked, what worked well, what can we do better, what can we do less of. And I also have some people who train remotely, but they drop in and see me one-on-one -on -one, um, at the beginning of a new program. So say every three weeks or whenever they feel like this exercise is not working out. I don't know how to set this up. My knee hurts when I squat. How can we fix it? You know, or find me a substitution so they can always drop in for one-on-one -on -one time um, at the gym or on Zoom if they're working out at home and I can guide them through a better Cool. set up or exercise. So it really depends on a person. 
Um, I'd say that I'm a, it depends kind of trainer. So it's always very personal, very individual. It sounds very custom. And I just like people, I think you've got to, yeah, it's good that you're willing to do that. You don't have a fixed, you know, here's the list, here's your diet. Yeah. And, Cause it does change for everybody. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any, um, do you have any, like, I, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Mentors, like people who's, who are working large in the world that, you know, have something that you take away from. I know you're reading, uh, you're reading Kel Kelly Starrett's stuff. And I've, um, I know I've heard some of his interviews on Tim Ferriss uh, back in the day. And uh, anybody else that, you know, is out there that you totally appreciate or totally, totally steal their stuff and bring it in? Uh, steal, no, but appreciate, yes. Mm. Uh, or learn from, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Learn from, yes. Um, uh, let's see. There is. I was lucky to find a community of coaches all over the, the world and, and this country in particular who I've trained with. And they're usually, you know, higher higher rank coaches who trained um, Olympic athletes and pro sports athletes and um, a lot of, you know, general population, simply people wanted to get in shape. And um, there was a center here in his Greenwich back in the day where I took every course possible and learned from. It was called Polycon Group, with, mm. which specialized in getting coaches together, personal trainers together, and teaching them, you know, tricks of the trade. I think I learned a lot of not only science based stuff, but also how to run a business, how to oh. be a coach, actually. And we stay still... Um, still in, stay in touch um those coaches are now all over the country training opening up their own gyms and as someone i look up to and and always find something good to read good to watch nice you said poliquin charles poliquin charles poliquin yes yeah okay yeah he's he's one of these legends he's a um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen some oh, of that's cool. You're from, yeah. nice yeah I, I, I read stuff you know yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, um, if you were in martial arts um, world, I'm sure he was probably talked about too. Might, it might have been through there. It might have been when I was at the club. But yeah, I do yeah. know the name, and I know he was. Uh, he's, he's definitely um, a big name out there. You know, it's hey, it, we're all disciples of something, and so as long as we're picking good, good gurus, if you will, or good leaders or good role models, then you know we're we're just passing yeah. it along. Um, Absolutely. What's um so when do you get when do you get busy? I, I think I know I imagine springtime people are all getting ready for the beach. Um spring, summer, fall, is this an all year thing, or do you tend to do people give up in the winter and go dark, or do they work harder in the winter? And... Yeah, I think spring and fall are the busiest because we have beach body um you know, people who want to look better in the bikini or, or speedos or whatnot. And we have people, um, summertime, everybody's outside, again, beach town, everyone's out there and they don't think they need any additional exercise. And then they get back to the gym and back to training after summer parties, barbecues and, and all of that. So fall becomes busy. And winter is interesting. I say only the most dedicated stick with training in the winter, despite of the common myth of um, New Year's resolutions and all that. I think a lot of people choose to stay in and, and eat and enjoy mm. winter comfort food. 
and then they come out again like now <laughs> oh yeah yeah i find I, I get i mean i'm at my worst in the winter but i still have to do stuff because otherwise i'm just i'm miserable i mean this whole year is staying in and whew, man it's just yeah. like uh oh it's been it's been difficult weird. yeah that's when uh, no, i noticed too how I mean, you always know that exercise is huge for mental health, but I think last year and this winter is when it showed, you know, 100%, oh my gosh, it is good for mental health and probably the only thing that kept so many people going that they continued with the movement. Found the dumbbell, did those push-ups, something to move, mm -hmm. get out of your head. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I know, I, I just put a rower in the basement because I was like, I, I'm not going out, I, I I, nice. I hate the cold. It's like, ah, you know, and I, like I, I keep saying I will. So I said, I got to do something, you know, so, um, now besides fitness, besides working out, you said you do nutrition coaching as well, but you said you like people to have a diet free mindset. So yes. How do we eat right without thinking about diet? Yes. There was a very fine line there. Um, cause you can't really, most of my clients are weight loss clients, right? Clients who want to lose a few pounds here and there, fat loss clients. So you can't really do that without being on a, on a diet. You can't really lose weight or get in your shape without watching what you eat. However, a diet mindset is something, and I've been there myself. It's another side of fitness, the ugly you know, side of a diet mindset where foods become prohibited, where you can't you know, can't have this, this is out of reach. I can't, you know, you, sometimes people say no to social events and holidays because they're afraid of food and that's a diet mindset. Um, it becomes so obsessive, obsessing about food, about numbers on the scale. And that's the mindset I wanna avoid. So when working with clients, I, we talk, we have that discussion. There are no foods you can't have. Mm. Um, there are no man-made foods like chocolate and cake. You, you can have that. There's moderation. We work with portion control. I ask all my clients to keep a uh, meal um, food diary when they track what they eat. And we, we work with that. You know, for some people, it might be being mindful of portions. For others, it's tracking and kind of keeping an eye on calories for the day. Um, but it is a fine line. I can see how it's tricky not to fall into afraid of food mindset, diet mindset, and I can't eat and I can't still be in shape. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, you know, somewhat. I've, I've heard, you know, diets are all about doing without for a lot of people. And so when you start telling people you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, especially younger generations who've never been told they can't, uh, it's really hard for them to, you know, accept that. Um, I found, you know, it, for me in, in diet, it's, it's becoming training, training myself who I'm the kind of person who doesn't like, I don't eat before noon. I I'm, I'm into, you know, yeah. uh, periodic fasting or, you know, eating mm -hmm. in a small window. Um, but it's more about training habits. And then there's things that I just, stop doing but not all at once and i don't feel like i'm on a diet i just feel like i'm now i'm the kind of person who doesn't you know i i have my eating window i i have my thing i have my my relation with you know i look at a piece of pie and, and, or cake and i look at that and i think no that's gonna that's gonna kill me didn't used to be like that but now i just associate 
it's changing association. So I don't feel like I'm ever on a diet. I just, I just have taught different habits to myself so that I'm like, okay. And then it's just constantly working on the new habits and what am I trying to do? Yeah. Um, Numbers are great for people and calorie counting is, you you know, for some people that is the, if that's the thing that gets you to remember. I now ask all clients to track food in one way or the other, because there is no way of knowing what you need, what your body needs, what you what are you eating without writing it down? It's not really calorie counter per se. I mean, we do it on an app. It's easy, but obviously, you know your calories and have that set up for them. But you know, you can choose any you can choose any keto, paleo, whatever word name diet, and you can still eat so much of healthy stuff, good stuff that you're not seeing any results. So um, definitely asking to track. And um, I like that what you said, making up rules for yourself. Uh, I don't eat two hours before bed, period. That's my rule. I don't like with cake, maybe I can eat cake. I'm allowed to eat cake. It's okay, but I choose not to because right now I'm working towards this event I want to go to and I want to look my best, say. So it's allowing yourself but choosing not to allowing yourself but follow a rule that will work towards your goal and not against it sure and i, and I think it's also about having a big why like why am i i'm not just trying to get fit why am i trying to get fit i don't want to just look mm-hmm. at the beach why do i want to look at the beach you know i want people yeah. to look at me or i want my self-esteem back or i uh you know the doctor i don't like all my friends, I'm getting older and my friends are all getting sick and I don't want to be them. But I there's think always, true. yeah, there's always a big why that's, it's never the beach. It's never uh, the event you're getting ready for or the pair of jeans you want to wear. A lot of people want to, I always say that people ask to, I want to, I want to be able to fit in my old jeans. I want to be able to fit in my old dress. When you're done with training and you you don't want to wear those old jeans and that old dress. You're, it's a different you with your new habits and your, your new body and whatnot. And it always, it's like you you hit a different goal, you know, when you work out. So jeans, beach, beach body becomes a nice bonus. You yeah. get to the bigger why in the end, and it's more important. Yeah, I think, I think they're just measuring sticks. If I could get into those jeans... Like if I could fit into 30 inch jeans, that would mean I did something good. It would be almost the measurable reward at the end. But like, yeah, I don't care what clothes I'm wearing. Um, You know, in business, I I, I always tell people it's nobody wants the money. They want what the money buys. Mm-hmm. They don't want the money, what the money buys. They want the feeling that they'll get from the thing that they bought with the money. And so there's always like a couple of levels deep. And so why do you want yeah. to lose weight? What's that going to mean to you? How are you going to feel at the end of it? And uh, and if that progression is there, uh, that helps keep people on track with any kind of habit change. What could somebody do if they want to get started, but they're not sure? Like, they, maybe I don't have any equipment. I, don't, I hate gyms. Oh, um, you know, there's that thing. I know I need to do something. Help me out of stage. Like I just, I'm tired of feeling tired. And well, step one, step one, call a trainer, call me, ask your questions, sit down have that consultation, you know, ask all your tricky questions, complain, cry and what 
not figure out your big why that's huge and we do that in the first session too and we, we dig down for the big why and that usually is a motivator enough for people to go um and then you can start i always welcome people for an initial session and sh- and show them around if they at the gym um, you know, and give them a sample of a workout. Is that something that you think you'd need to make it feel better? Um, if it's online and I'm still taking clients on Zoom while we're still in this in-between COVID and, and normal life, um, we do that, but over Zoom, have a Zoom session where I make you move and I see what feels comfortable. Um, I see how your body moves. I like to do that um, initial assessment when I get to look at a, at a client and what needs to be strengthened, stretched, and whatnot. And that usually happens during the first session. And then from there, we get to sit down and discuss nutrition, discuss their schedule and what they have for accountability, what they have going for them already so that I can come up with something to meet their exact goal in the least amount of time possible. Nice. And if somebody wants to talk to you, they, is there a charge to talk and have a, like a sort of a... Initial consultation is welcomed. It's free. Um, we meet for about an hour. I have them sweat and work out about 20 minutes. We chat, discuss all the roadblocks, all the, all the good things that they expect. Yeah. I give them a nice magic push, kick in the butt. <laughs> Do you sell any products or anything? Like, is there anything, that you, stuff that you recommend or is it pretty much everybody needs something different so there's no point in me having products or you know vitamin supplements any of that kind of stuff or i can sell people on supplements i um sell my clients supplements um i can do that if i suggest something i usually suggest it to someone who's been working on their nutrition for a while working on their lifestyle habits exercise for a while and now they need that something something that will take them to the next level. So yes, I don't push it. I don't promote it heavily, but I do, I do suggest supplementation to some clients who want that extra thing, but I don't want to rely heavy on it because it's not supplements that get people results. It's not that, not that magic pill no, it's, <laughs> that everyone is looking for. Sadly, <laughs> it's the magic word. It's called work. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, you just got to make the work fun enough to get it done and keep your reasons in front of you. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the you majority know, so- all of the results come in from um, showing up and showing up consistently. And until then, no pill can help you. <laughs> right. There's no magic pill to weight loss, fitness or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. And absolutely. I'm, I'm totally in agreement there. Are you, um, mm-hmm. do you have a, um, Sort of certifications, licensing, or is that just, I mean, it seems like you've done this so much, you probably know everything or almost. Are there, you know, if somebody's picking a trainer, do they want to look for anything in particular, or is it just kind of get a feel for who somebody is and meet them? It's about getting a feel. Uh, every trainer has some kind of license or certification. I have dozens of them probably because you have to maintain that throughout the years and and there are so many interesting courses and and boot camps you can take as a coach but i think it comes down to choosing someone who pushes you enough who educates you i think it's an investment obviously in your health so picking something worth your money worth your time is important Mm -hmm. um 
is a personal trainer who's standing there drinking coffee, chewing gum and talking about whether they're going to give you results. No, unfortunately, it's still a norm. And that's what we see at gyms still a lot. Hmm. If someone's looking more for education, if someone's looking I have some clients who come in, you know, for, for a month or two and they learn so much and then they decide to go on their own or become online clients. And they're so confident that they can do it because they learned the base, like they built the base. They so looking for that coach who can teach you, who can support you. Some clients have no accountability at home whatsoever. So maybe finding a coach who can hold you the most account- accountable will work for them. Hmm. Well, it sounds like that app is really useful. I mean, you, know, you can't yeah. poke people on it, but you reach out to people and like hit them on Facebook or message or text and go, hey, like, where you at? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it helps big time. It helps big time. And having that, you know, even remote clients, I say, record yourself, record yourself doing an exercise, send it to me. I can correct you then if you want. Hmm even if you're remote um, at home, do, you know, put your phone up, record yourself. So it really helps to stay, know that you're doing the right thing. Right. Good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm totally with you only because like I said, I, my experience with coaching is that if it, it's, it will save you so much, so much dumb stuff. And, and Effort, so much, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if people want to find you, AnastasiaArnold.net. Yes. Uh, is that your favorite place or uh, Instagram or where, where is the best place to Instagram? I'm on Instagram starting to pop on Facebook a little more Instagram, yeah. Facebook, or on my website. They all connected attached to my name Anastasia Arnold. Um, Google search. I'm there. <laughs> I'm on every platform available. Just again, everything's tied up to my name. Now you're not going on vacation, right? Are people going to see this and want you and then you're going to leave for two months, right? No? You're, you're going to no, be here all no, summer with us? Sticking around, sticking around. Yeah, sticking around for the summer for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, you know, I think um, I've learned a lot. I mean, I, I've learned some good stuff here. And, you, you know, you're like after, now I feel like right after this, I got to get up and I got to go hit the rowing machine. Um, I know. Hopefully I motivated you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's we know what we should do and we know what we do do. And uh, very yeah. often there's a sort of an imbalance there. But this was fun. I appreciate the conversation. And uh, I will have in the notes for the show all your links and so people can reach out and, and, and talk to you. I want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, let's go look at some daffodils. Yes. <laughs> Roll around in the flowers. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, Anastasia. It was great to talk with you. If today's guest told you a good story, consider showing them your support. You'll find their links in the show notes on our website and in your podcast player. If you know somebody who you think would make a great guest here on the podcast, send them over to newporthub.com slash podcast, and they can book a show with us right there. To all my guests and listeners, I've been blown away by your stories and the support you've shown for me in this podcast. It means more to me than you'll ever know. This has been the Business Leaders Show from Newport Hub. See you next time, and have an amazing day, Newport. Newport.